I wanted to share with you a few a few thoughts. So the first one is a, it's a thought from Hirsch, which is uh, was uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes just you know we mentioned before that there's a certain beauty to his thought process. So um, he by the Chetamei Mariva, right? The Hirsch has has an approach that the, what what the Moshe will do wrong. So. Um, the Midbar Klaishel lives in the Midbar Klaishel lives in a situation of Nase. Right? So Moshe Beno was was the Balhanes, you know, Remeir Balhanes, Moshe Beno was even bigger bigger Balhanes, right? So that Moshe Beno can can extract water from Iraq. That's not a Kiddush. The Klaishel is is going into Eretz Israel and the approach in Eretz Israel is no longer going to be an approach of Nisan. It's going to be the approach that there's going to be a quote unquote a a, a a a natural way of flow of, of how things work. And Christ were keeping the mitzvahs they'll get the the the, the 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 rain will come at the right time, everything will be at the right time, and not not. Like the Psukim say. So they're now going to be living in a world where by keeping the word of Hashem, it's going to happen. As opposed to there's going to be this, this this extraordinary intervention by an individual to make it happen, it's going to happen seemingly naturally by keeping the word of Hashem. So that's the word of Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes to the rock with, with the Devar Hashem and says, "Give give water." He is not, as it were, imposing it upon the rock, but the Bereshit has set the nature of the world. If you follow the Hashem, what what's necessary will come. That would, be, would have been the message that Klaish was supposed to get. By, that just keeping the Hashem brings 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 what you need. And that's how the Hashem set up the world. That, that that that's the nature of the Bria. That would have been a phenomenal lesson that Klaish would would get. Would, they would need for Eretz Yisrael. Mashiach didn't do that, so Klaish is still stuck in this mode. Ive, what's going to happen? We're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. We don't have Mashiach. And we don't have Aaron, and the only way you get things is by Nase. And we don't have the Balai Nase anymore. So what's going to be? Now, Mashrabeno, up to this point, we're still going in there to Israel. So they're, they're, they're saying, okay, we can't do it ourselves. We can only do it through the vehicle of Mashrabeno. So the Bershom says, had you been Makadash my shame with the water, and the class, I learned that lesson that way. See, even if you're there, they're not going to rely on you anymore. They're going to rely on the Dvar Hashem. But now that you didn't teach them that lesson, the only way that lesson is going to come home is by, I have to take you out of the picture. And they'll know not to rely on you and to rely on the Dvar Hashem because what's the other option? So Moshe Reno has to be removed from the, from the equation to be a source of, of a lesson to call Yisrael that Moshe Reno isn't where things come from. Um, right? The it's almost there's a Meshach Chochma touches on this idea. I once heard this from Rabbi Vidim Miller's itself that you know you can imagine any other religion, most would have, a man like Moshe would have, would have been a deity, he would have been a Getchka, right? Like this, this man could go up into heaven, come back down, bring down the Luchas, you know, snap your fingers, and all of a sudden there's, there's millions of gallons of water, you know. Do they have like this and that, and out comes love? I mean, like you know, it's pretty impressive, you know. 
any other religion, he would have become he would have become a god. So that's exactly the problem. We don't want to, we, we don't want to rely on Mashabenu. Mashabenu is just a vehicle, and that's all he is. But the the generation uh, which left Mitzrayim, in a certain sense, how do we say this? They knew Mashabenu was a, as a normal guy. And the Raya is, they fought with Moshe Rabbeinu. That was a good thing, that they fought with Moshe Rabbeinu. Means they, they, they see Moshe Rabbeinu as a human being, with, with good and bad, and he can do something wrong, and we can argue that he's wrong, and we can fight with him. Right? That, that, that allowed them not to be drawn into this mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu was this, this of Zora. It's a generation later. That, you know, they didn't grow up with Moshe Rabbeinu, as the guy down the block. They grew up in Shabbat as the leader, this extraordinary person. It's much, so Russian says, you need this lesson to Christ. So at the end, there has to be a lesson of, it's not you which is doing it. It's the rock which is doing it. So when you bang the rock, you're forcing the rock to give something. That You're the one who's in charge. When you talk to the rock, what you're doing is you're leaving it in the hands of the rock. So the, the rock has a... But but the Russian says yes. The, the I have commanded all of nature to subservient to Klayisol for the needs of Klayisol as long as they're keeping the Dvar Hashem. So the message would have been Dvar Hashem creates a re, it's not Moshe it's a Dvar Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu was there or not there doesn't make a difference. So we don't need to remove Moshe Rabbeinu from the equation at that point in time. But he didn't do that. So Klayisol is still stuck in this mode of ah oh, it's Moshe which can do it for us. Versus that's dangerous. You need to learn that it's not Moshe, it's the Dvar Hashem which does it. The solution has to be, I have to remove Moshe. So, Yamlo Hamantan Bila Hakisheni, that would have been the Kiddush Hashem that's referred to. That's what Hirsch, um, maybe I'm maybe embellishing it a little bit, but that's, that's, that's how I think the, the point of Hirsch is saying. So, it's an extraordinary point that Moshe Beno has to be removed because of that. Um, I mean, he doesn't talk about this idea that Moshe Beno could have, could have become an Avodah but I think that you know, it fits very well in, into, his, into his thought process. Um, so the um, another way to say it when Mashiach talks to the rock right, and the rock gives, it means the rock is choosing so the Kabbalah the Rashi says in, 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 in later on in by Hazinu that Kleisel is, is the version was made Shemayim Ba'oritz and Kleisel was supposed to make a Kabbalah Ba'oritz which don't have Schaver Arnish, choose the Dvar Hashem, so we for sure should choose to do so. So when the, when the rock gives water because he's spoken to, so the rock is choosing. When you, when you bang your stack, staff into the rock, so you're forcing it out. So it's not the rock choosing at all, so the lesson of, of Bechira was missing. That's the lack of Kiddush Hashem which it's referring to. Whereas there would have been an opportunity to show that the whole Rhea is set up with a concept of, of choosing to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Kalvachermer, Klaiso, which has Chavarinish, that we should, serve the, we should choose to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that's the Kiddush Hashem I would refer to. Uh, I think we spoke about this once, because if, if you don't say like that, just to understand, like there was, a, he, actually there was, a, the nace was Nismayat. You know, that, that you should have a portable rock produced enough water to support three million people because I'll say each member each household hath 90 chamorim when they left Mitzrayim so okay that's 90 times uh, three, three million right 
right? So, so that's, that's that's nine times th- three is is is, is twenty seven. This is ninety times three. It's two hundred seventy million chamarim. I imagine they drank a lot of water, right? Because I'll say mikna rav. They had a lot of sheep. Means they had even more sheep than you know that they had that they had chamarim, right? And there was also cattle. So you know, and they've been having kids in the midbar, right? So like, you're talking about you know millions and millions and millions of of animals going through the midbar, all being sustained from this one thing. You know, so, you know Rashi says you know it was yeah yeah there was some of there was water there like, yeah there's the middle of the midbar right. And there's this aquifer which is like so close to the ground that you just go bang, and out comes like a daily, like like enough an average animal that drinks about a gallon of water a day, right? Okay, so let's say the, 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 your sheep drinks a gallon of water a day. So so arguably, all of a sudden, outrolled, you know, about a, a billion gallons of water daily for the for the the, the, the Jews for the, all of the animals. It was really there the whole time, and it's just you know it just sort of like came out, you know, when you hit the rock, like really. Like nobody in their right minds thinking that, and and, and it moves, and it moves with us also, by the way, right? You know, so it's ah, so it's Kiddush Hashem because the Maisi he hit the rock, he didn't speak to the rock. It's less of an ace, right? You know, that if, if, if that's the problem, it's very difficult to understand what the problem is. So that's where, that's why over there in Parshas Chukas, there's a whole list of Rishonim which grab with what was the Veira. He said Shimon Ahamarim, like the, the lack of the, the the Rashi said simply it was a less of an ace. Right, so it wasn't less of an ace, but the way we're saying the, the, the issue wasn't more of an ace or less of an ace in the nace aspect of it. This was that, that what is the message of how Nisim happened? Do Nisim happen because there's this extraordinary individual who could force it to happen, or because the the Bresham set a nature in the Bria that it's going to serve clients? That's the that's the issue. So Meshubano has to be has to be removed. So Meshubano is told that he has to die because of that. Um in uh, this week's parsha, after the whole parsha of Nachla, um and the parsha of the Neslavchad, so um, that Rashi starts wondering if, if if he's going to get a portion of Israel as well, and the Russian says no, that you're not going to be get you're not going to get that. And Rashi response is if is if you've got a So Rashi um um, so, um, Rashabeno says, So that's a fascinating lashon. So, Rashi says, be, be, Answer me on my, on my, on my question. So, Rashabeno was, was, was like pressuring Hashem. Right? So, the measure says that when you come for your own needs, it's hard, it's hard to, you can't pressure. You come for somebody else's needs, you can pressure. It's a good fun. Yeah, it's an important fundraising you site, right? You're coming for yourself, right? It's very uncomfortable to, to push. You come, for, you come for a good cause, you know, it's not, it's not for me, it's for the cause. So the cause sells itself. So Mashavino says, the cause is Klai So Klai needs somebody who's going to be Isha Sher Ruach. See, he has this Indian of Ruach. So what's the, the Kuda, what's the point of Ruach? So, um, so the, the, What's extraordinary about Ruach is that you don't really see the wind. Of the, of the, the four elemental um, uh, primary, elements. primary elements that the, the Greeks had, you know, so there's water, there's, there's offer, there's Esh, and there's Ruach. So out of, out of all of them, 
Three of them are visible. Wind is not visible. We don't we don't see wind. We see the we see that we we can feel it. But we don't see it. But we, we, we primarily we, we understand wind through what what it accomplishes, what it does. Right. So there's human beings which we look at them and we see the human being. And there's human beings which we don't really know who they are because what, what what's the, the 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 depth of who they are, we never can really fathom. Some people like you know sort of wear themselves on their sleeve. You see, you know what, what you see is what you get. Now that that's usually said as a Milo. That's not necessarily a Milo. If all you can get from me is what you see, you don't really have too much of me because you can't really see too much of me. But a person who's he has ruach. That means that his definition is not based on what you see, it's but what he accomplishes and what he does. So the Isha boy is a person which you can't measure him just by looking at him. You only can measure him by what he's accomplishing. So that's why the, 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 the marshal of Ruach is used in the first rites. So Moshe Reno says we, that for Klaisel, so you're saying that Klaisel has to be, I have to be replaced, Klaisel has to learn the lesson that, that by keeping the, the Dvar Hashem, by, by, by the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's what's going to create these realities. So um, it, it's hard, in my mind, it's hard to divorce the idea of Ruach and Dibur, because the Pesach, the Pesach says that um, that the, the Mila of Dibur is called Ruach Mamalala, the, the Ruach of, 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 of speech. It's the Ruach which comes out of the person. So the, the Kayach of Dibur is, is expressed in the world of Ruach. means... This person is a person who has I I didn't have the power of speech, so this person by some of what he's accomplished by his actions, he's going to person who will be able to have, be the one who's going to give over the the Devar Hashem to Klai Yisrael, and they're going to learn that Devar Hashem is what what's conveyed. So Yeshua does Nisim like Moshe Rabbeinu does Nisim as well. Um, Yeshua. Um, that stops the stops the the the, the shemesh, but he does it with dibur. Yeshua in Sefer Yeshua, Yeshua says he says he says to the to the shem, the, the shemesh don't be silent. He speaks to the shemesh. So Chazal say that the shemesh says I have to keep going because I praise the Kodesh Baruch Hu with shira as I go, and if I stop, the shira is going to end. And Yeshua says no, you be quiet, you stop, and I will say the shira. So the whole thing is through Dibur. So he doesn't raise any stab. He doesn't do any actions. All he does is Dibur. So almost as a word, this is like a tikkun for the, the, the lack of lesson that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to give Kalei Yisrael. And as simply he's called the Ishashir Ruach Bari, that he has this Kayach of, of Dibur to do this. That he, he has a Kayach of, to use Dibur to do that. So I don't know, that was, that was one thought I wanted to share with you. I think there's like, there's other... Um, uh, a lot of beauty in that. Um, okay. Um, um, so, uh, this next step that I'm going to say I don't know. Um, so the post says that, that take Yeshua, and put your hand on him. So the question is, um, 
that's why does it have to be done after through through by, by hands? Smicha, uh, which this is representing the concept of smicha, the smicha which that to be to have the authority to pass in certain types of area of halacha, you require the smicha which goes back to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rambam says that the, the eker smicha was the, the fact that they would they have to decide that he was a person who was was befitting the title. They would bestow the title of Rebbe upon him, and now he had smicha. The act of physically being soimech, Ram seems to say they didn't do that. We call it smicha because Moshe to Yeshua does it through the process of smicha. But from that point onwards, the way Ram seems to describe it, it wasn't done with physical smicha. It was just by 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 by, by giving him the title of, of of Rabbi. You've given him now the authority, and that's what smicha is. That's what Ram teaches it. So the question is why. Did Moshe Rabbeinu specifically have a, a mitzvah of Misamach And Moshe Rabbeinu was told to use one hand. And Rashi points out that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Pesach says that he that he did smicha with both hands. Well, Yismach has Yodov, a lot plural. So that Moshe Rabbeinu went above and beyond what he was told to do with an eye and toiva, and he gave Yeshua smicha with both hands. Um, so, um, so the question, the, the question is a good question. That that I think is endless. Whether the terrorist is endless or not, I'm, I'm more doubtful. Um, so, Meshavenu did an action to show how much he was willing to give over, give over the reins to Yeshua. That's I think that's the endless answer. So the Torah says that it was necessary for Meshavenu to do that. But according to what we're saying. If what Moshe Benu is leading and the way Yeshua is leading are two different ways to lead. So it's one thing to give over the somebody to be your successor who's going to follow in your footsteps. But somebody who's simply not going to follow in your footsteps, he's going to have a totally different approach. It's very hard to sort of accept that the the the, the community which is has to accept that that's very hard if we are the followers of Rabbi X and now Rabbi X passes away and so and Rabbi Y takes over Rabbi Y is a totally different approach like we feel betrayed to some extent that you know we follow Rabbi X so this is the way he did things why aren't you following his way why, why are you doing it differently you know who get who, like that? Who said that's the right way to do it? Maybe wait, wait. He did it was the right way. Like there's a, this element of if he just flows and just follows. Okay, so it's this, it's this, the same mahalach. But if it's something new, if I'm the, the constituency, I'm going to get a little bit nervous. Like you know, who gave you the right to do that? So Mashabeno specifically, if if this is going to be the dividing line, but there's a whole new type of anhog and klayusu. Mashabeno has to clearly indicate to Claudius so that no, that this is he's fully behind this this change. But what's interesting is that Mashabeno does it not with deeper, he does it with a mice. Right? So if Mashabeno's quote unquote fault was he used a mice, and Yeshua is going to be the tikkun of doing it with deeper, so at first glance you should argue maybe Mashabeno should uh, the tikkun should be that he should appoint Yeshua with a deeper, not with a mice. 
Uh, but I think the answer is, I think what the Pesach is saying is no, there's simply not. Meshavenu has shown the Kaisal that the way he has the power to sort of force something onto somebody. So to create that reality. He's doing it on Yeshua as well. So what Yeshua has is what Meshavenu put in him. So it's, it wasn't just, Yeshua is not, in a certain sense, when he's going to have this new approach, it wasn't that he chose to ignore Moshe. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu put in him, was this new approach. So Yeshua is going to be the extension of Moshe with that new approach. So to be, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu is doing the tikkun by giving it to Yeshua. Yeshua is going to be the tikkun. Yeshua has to be the extension of Moshe, that the tikkun should work for Moshe. So Moshe has to, simply has to connect with him in the and, and then Yeshua can be his tikkun. I don't know, I don't know if it's true, Emerson or not, that's just the thought process that I have. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a very, this challenge of, of a new leader, you know, the term defining what a leader is, and having a new leader and having to change from, from one to the other, and the challenge which, which, which comes with that, um, Um, the, the Torah just gives you know uh, uh, a little bit of a. It seems to put the the responsibility of that on the the first leader. That there should be a successful trans, transition. That's that's that that's the final responsibility of a leader. Shemeshurina says, you can't leave them without, okay, I'm going to die. So now what's my, what's my response? Right. Um, I'm going to do my last job. My last job is, is to make sure that, that there's somebody there to take care of them afterwards. It's, you know, the, so Rashi says that the, the, the Haggad Shvachan, that of the, of the leaders of Kali Yisrael, that at the end of their life, they forget about their own needs and they think about the needs of, of Klai Yisrael. So that is the responsibility of the... You know, how many uh, institutions, if there had been a very clear directive and a very... had the person worked out the, the when he had the authority and the power, a clear flow of succession of how it should go and how everybody should be, be comfortable and work out all the details when he's alive, we wouldn't have the damage with these these uh, challenges of succession uh, come with. So I think it's it's, but it's um, for whatever reason it doesn't seem to be so easy. It's not it's not, not an easy thought process to deal with that. Okay, that's 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 one thought. I wanted to share with you a second thought. <coughs> um, so Rashi says that Pinchas has given his um, position, his reward, because Bekanor is Kinosi. So Rashi says, what's Kinosi? So Pashat means that he was the one who stood up for Hashem's honor. So Kinasi is Hashem's honor. Rashi says that Kina doesn't mean honoring. Kina means the anger. The kids boy as a catch of Shahoyali Liksev. So it's 
So Pinchas did the job the Russian says I should have done. I would been would have been the one who's going to be have a ketzav on Klai so have an anger on Klai so. And instead of leaving it to me to have the anger, Pinchas did it instead. So he, as it were, acted as the representative of Kadosh Baruch Hu. The Russian should have had a reaction of anger to what to what what's what happened. And Pichot took it upon himself that he cares enough about Hashem's feelings that he got angry for in Hashem's stead, and he took care of what had to be taken care of. The result is that when we do the job which Hashem quote-unquote is supposed to do, Hashem doesn't have to do it. The Hashem would have had a ketzah. We saw before what happens when it's a ketzah. There's a magaifa. Um, but he says, no, no, when, so it comes out that, if you think about it, that the, uh, so, because I'll say that the, um, that um, Turnus Rufus of Russia asked him, asked him, asked him, the Russian loves him so much, so why does he need support them? So the more answers that Rukiva said back to him, that he says, because it's it's our opportunity by by doing that. But Ramarsha sees in that what's really happening is this conversation. Betsim is a Kodesh job. He, he wants to support that need. But he's allowing us to play that role for him. Pinchas played the role to represent the Kodesh Baruch in that situation. The Russian, what Akiva was saying is, of course the Russian wants to support that need. But he's nice enough to let us play that role to be the ones who are going to do that. The more it says, a similar conversation over there, the Tzernus Rubasar also asked Rabbi Kiva, what's better, what God makes or what man makes? So the, the normal answer, of course, would have been what God makes. The plan of that conversation would be, the trap would be, well, then why are you taking the Orla off of a, of a child which is born with an Orla? But Rabbi Kiva said back, what man makes? He says, what do you mean? What God makes is better. He says, so Rabbi took a loaf of bread, some kernels of wheat. He asked them which one's better. Right? So, obviously, the bread is better. So he says, you see what man makes is better. So, he, by that answer, he obviated, he took care of the problem that, that he's going to ask him, what's with, with so the same thing with the meal. means the Bershom, theoretically, the child should be born moho. Because the Bershom does not want the Orla on the child. But the Bershom allowed the child to be born with an Orla to allow us to be the one who represents him, to remove the Arlo. So the understanding of the role that we play in Torah mitzvahs is not just the Russian gives us mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are the rots of the Baruch What that really means is that the Bershom, the Bershom has a, a result of the role it's supposed to come to, and he's allowing us to be the ones who are going to create that result. He didn't have to allow us to do that. He could have done it himself. But when we do it, we become a shatim to Kodesh Baruch Hu, my separations, like Hazal said. So that's a tremendous schus that we're, we're getting. It says, so this idea of what, 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 what Pinchas was being rewarded because, because he was willing to step up and do the job that Bershom was supposed to do is really a window into how we're supposed to look at tournaments as a general. That's what Bershom's idea. Um, 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 
So now, now when other reason before the chetz didn't have to make bread. But when Rekiva was presenting it, it wasn't a klala. Like that's the extraordinary mile of man. So like Pumter Rekiva should use the marshal of Lechem when the Pesach says that till the was Gan Eden, everything was, was given to him. He didn't have to make the bread. So Al-Rishim was Chayte, and whatever he was supposed to accomplish with the Tikkun that the world was supposed to get, it was lost. And the Roshim says that the Tikkun, so the Klala, what Rekib was saying, was that the Roshim allowed us to become insiders and play, and play the role of, of, of creating the world. You want to be Kilakim, you wanted to be this creator. You are a creator. Now, play that out. That's that's obviously there's going to be elements of that going to be said that we're the creator, not a kodesh But at the same time, as a tremendous schools that we're the creator, the person allows us to be a creator. So, is a klola, which from a recent vantage point, it's a klola. From our vantage point, it was a tremendous schus that we can play the role of being of being of making making a difference. So I think that that's a, like it's a it's a fascinating window into like pranasa. I mean, simply pranasa, like you know that 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 that's the process referring to, right? The Vershim's job, as it were, was the, the Vershim. The more says, "Man the yoyv chayyav The Vershim gives life; he gives mazarnis. If he created us, it's his job to support us. Perception that must be the whole chayyim So why do we gotta go, gotta go, gotta go to work? So vaita that that the sukkim so, so is saying that Rambam tells all of them you're gonna have to work now. So pranasa is a klala. Um The famous you know marshal of the magid you know in modern terms, right? So he says clothing was a klala now, because we were chayta we have to wear clothing. Before the chet, I mean, we're clothing, right? So imagine you had a, you had a you had a family who was very close to the king. They were like one of the the, the closest advisors to the king, and the king was very close not only to the advisor but to, to his wife and to the children, etc. And they planned the rebellion against the king, and they were caught. So the king, instead of killing them, which they deserved, he says, "You know what? I'm not going to kill you. I have mercy. I'm not going to kill you, but you're going to have to wear a sign of embarrassment." That you were the one who rebelled against the king, so all of the family had to wear this this red splotch of paint on their clothing. So every place they went, somebody said, "Oh my gosh, his red splotch on his, He's the person who rebelled against the king." For him and all of his generations, so the so the the, the father, who was the king, had been so nice to him all of the years, and he rebelled against the king and the Russian, and then right to the king didn't kill him. Well, that's, he was he was he was he cringed every time anybody saw him with that. It reminded him of all the things he did wrong. How bad how how shamed he should be of, of his 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 ingratitude. The children, they were also alive at the time. The grandchildren, that's part of the family. You have to wear they have to wear this watch. 
says a few generations later, so there's there's designer spotches, you know, there's Pierre Cadan spotches and even like Saran spotches, you know. It's like, you know, like, you know, like, you, are, you, you, are you stopping for a second to realize what we're doing? This is the Mamaga's, you know, modern version of the Mamaga's motion. Like, you know, like, you're walking around with a, so proud of your clothing, but clothing is a sign of embarrassment. It's called a begad, because it represents the word bogad. Bogad means rebellion. This is a reminder constantly that we rebelled against the Kaddish Baruch. That's what it's for. To be a reminder of, we blew it. Okay. That's on one side. The other side, the more it says, the Rebbe referred to his clothing as Mechabdusa, that which gives him COVID, which gives him recognition of who he is. So, Parnosa is the same thing. You know, like, I have more Parnosa than you, I work harder than you. Like, so it's a claw. It's like, you know, I'm spending more time working on the claw than you are. Like, you know, let's say, in, you know, I spend 12 hours a day working on the claw, you only spend eight hours a day. I'm better than you. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely out of your mind. You know, I'm a workaholic because I think it's important. Everybody has to say it's important to work. Really? God didn't make the world like that. God didn't make the world. You're supposed to get eight and not work. Right? Right? Work was a claw. So, uh, so the, preferably we should be saying, you know, I don't want to work. I, I'd rather not be part of a claw. But the other hand, Chazal have tremendous respect for the concept of the pranosa. Well, that's exactly this point. Chazal have tremendous respect for the concept of bread. And Rekiba uses bread as a muscle because what happened was what the Russians should have done, and had we had, we had the schus and the merit, the Russian would have done because of our trying to, the, the child who's pretending to be the father, the father says, okay, fine, so you be the father. So over there, it's, a, it's just a punishment. Now you think you're so great. Okay, buddy, so do it yourself, right? So the kid says, ah, but the Russian one here says, no, that's not what I mean. That I'm going to elevate you to the role that you're going actually going to play a role in the world. I'm going to give over part of my job to you. So it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's that we are we are we acting the Kosmoshluchim to bring ourselves our Panos. But if we think like that, we're we're doing a godly act. The Shulchan Kamoisa, there's a famous Maisa that um it was Adam Gadol who came to Chasna, and normally he was known he would come to a wedding, he would say Maslow, and he would leave. This wedding, he stayed the whole time. So somebody asked him, like, what's shot? So he said, I wonder if somebody asked him what's shot. He said, you know, I got a letter from, this is the generation of Kvegor. Kvegor asked me to, to attend this wedding because he wasn't able to travel. So he asked me, I should be his representative by the wedding. So as long as I'm by the wedding, representative Kvegor, I'm a Kvegor. Now who wants to give up an opportunity to be a Kvegor for, for a few more hours? Right? So... So, he, so I normally go in and go out, but over here, I'm I'm a Kibbega right now for the next three hours, as long as I'm here. So like, I'm not going to run away from that. You know? That that was the story. Whether the story is true or not, I don't know. But that's that's the Velsas over the story. Right? But when you recognize that you're the Shluch of Kibbega and you feel like, wow, I'm the Shluch of Kibbega for three hours, you're talking to Shluch of Kibbega for three hours. When you say, you know, wow, like you know, Kibbega trusted me to be such an important guy, so I'm such an important guy. Yeah, Kibbega Shluch. When you're sitting there, you're, you're all there for you're there for your own cover because Rukhvegor thought I'm such a chashav guy. I should be the, his representative. So it's about me. It's not about being, then you're not Rukhvegor. 
So Rosh Hashanah said, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna represent me in, in the katzef of of Kina. You're representing me to make the bread. You're gonna make the pranosa. So are you me or not? Well, it depends. If you see yourself as a shliach of me, then you're me. If you see yourself as well, the Rosh Hashanah get over to me, and I'm so chelsher I can do myself. Then you're ta- then you're then you're but after not that, that's a klalim. So the Rosh Hashanah didn't give us a klalim in the sense of that it's a guaranteed klalim. It's up to us to decide whether it's a klalim or a bracha." It's the biggest bracha. I can be. I can be Rikvager. I can be a Kadosh I am the acting as a source of pranosa for my family. Amish Mamish acting and doing what Kadosh Baruch Hu said he would do, and he asked me to represent him. It's an extraordinary moment, or it could be. Wow, you know, Russian, you know, sort of like left space, and I got to do it myself. You know, it's, it's all about me. So, so this concept of whether we're shluchim or not. Of, you know what, that we're, we're all we're really doing is representing the Kodesh Baruch made a world which he wants it to come to perfect tikkun, and he gave, made us the shluchim to do that. So we represent every time we're doing a mitzvah, we're representing the Kodesh Baruch to do, bring the world to what it's supposed to accomplish. That's up to us. To re- are we acting as shluchim or not? It's fascinating. The Rambam says that a person has to be a true shliach. Representative of Kadosh Baruch Hu, uh, in his lifetime, like that's the nusra that he uses. Person has to be a tzir neman. He has to be a, a reliable shliach, a reliable representative of Kadosh Baruch Hu. That, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's an extraordinary covet that. So Rabbi Yerchon says it's it's my, the begad is my covet, the begida, which the Rosh didn't just say. You know, he lashed out and punished us. He said, okay, there's a new relationship. Now you are going to play the role of me to some extent. So if you look at that as a reminder of what you've done, and therefore you see yourself as being the shliach of Kodesh Baruch well, that's tremendous covet. And if not, it's uh, it's otherwise. So that would be my the the point that Moshe says in the parsha. I think is a, leaves us a lot to think about. Okay, if you don't mind, um, it's been a long day, and it's eleven, it's eleven ten already. So, uh, I hope I gave you some some good food for thought.